Grace and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and from the Holy Spirit who proceeds from them. Amen. Today's brief text is from the first chapter of the first book of the Bible, the first three verses, Genesis chapter 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Then God said, let there be light, and there was light. So far of God's holy word. In the name of Christ Jesus, the eternal Son of the Father, made known through the person of the Holy Spirit, dear fellow redeemed. I'd like to present you this morning with a simple word puzzle, a visual puzzle, something you may have seen before, and if you have and you know the secret, don't shout out the answer. Here it is. What English word is found here? If you've seen one of these before on the wall or someone's desk, then you know. If you haven't, at first glance, it appears to be some simple vertical lines, some horizontal lines, and they intersect here and there, and there's no particular rhyme or reason or message contained in it. But if you know the key and know the secret, you can hardly help but read the word that's plainly here. What's the answer? It takes a little background. It takes a little contrast. But really, it's the same lines. And this will fill you in. It's the same lines, but with a little background behind it, you can tell that those intersecting lines are the spaces between the letters J-E-S-U-S. -S. Yes, it's the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus. And if you present this puzzle to someone else and you're looking in their eyes as they finally understand the secret, you might just about see something like this. Blink, the light goes on. Because it's easy when you know the secret and after that, when you see this again, you can hardly help but see the letters J-E-S-U-S. Now, whether or not you know the answer, the key to a particular visual word puzzle, well, that's of little consequence. But I'm just showing you this this morning to emphasize the point that there are very large questions at stake in our lives that have eternal consequences. Very large questions that need answers, and you have to have the key the mystery has to be made plain to you. The light has to click on on the inside before you'll know the true answers because they come from the triune God. The light of truth that comes to us from our three-in-one God is the key to the answer to life's deepest questions. Where did I come from? What purpose do I have in this life? How will this world end? And when my time in this life is done, what happens then? There are untold millions of people throughout the world 
who are completely in the dark. The light has not clicked on in their hearts, so they might know the true answers to these questions. It's an unsolved puzzle. They grope in the darkness unless and until the key is revealed to them until the light shines. Do you have the correct key? Do you know for certain the answers to these questions? And what makes you think that you have a grasp on these things when the majority of people out there in, their world, in the world have a completely differ, differing idea? Are you somehow more intelligent or wise than others who don't have the answers you do? Of course not. We're not more intelligent or wise, but we do know someone who has the answers. We do know someone who was there at creation. We do know someone who is in charge now and will be there at the end of all things. And so on this Trinity Sunday, with these opening verses of the Bible, let's ponder what happens when the Lord says, let there be light not just the physical light that illuminated our world for the first time, but light upon the Father, our Creator, light upon the Son, our Redeemer, light upon the Spirit, our Comforter. Oh, has your heart been burdened with the darkness that's growing and growing in our own community and country and the world? It's hard not to feel the creeping twilight coming over us with the events that are transpiring and it's just the tip of the iceberg, really, because the answers to the big questions are sorely needed by a world that's engulfed in gloom. Isaiah wrote about it in chapter 60 of his book. Behold, the darkness shall cover the earth and deep darkness the people, but the Lord will arise over you and his glory will be seen upon you. What kind of darkness? is creeping over the hearts and minds of people the world over. One of the, one of the points of gloom and darkness is that of godless so-called science that denies that there is a creator in charge of all things at all. And in a very practical sense, we might say, how can they be so blind? When we look outside and see the plants growing and the air, the bottom of the ocean of air which we breathe, and the water which condenses and rains and evaporates, and all the things in this world that are engineered so intricately to work together. Well, we know the answer to this question. The writer to the Hebrews says, every house is built by someone, but he who built all things is God. Can it really be possible for someone to deny the obvious that intricate engineering presupposes an engineer? Sadly, yes. In the Psalms, David writes, the fool has said in his heart, there is no God. Even though simple things we take for granted have his fingerprints all over them, the two eyes with which you're looking at me right now. Incredible, complex bioengineering to allow for a pupil that dilates for the right amount of light and a lens that contracts or expands to focus your eyes on the things in front of you 
casting an upside down image in the back of your eye that's interpreted and signals sent to your brain so you can enjoy beauty, so you can avoid danger. And it all has to come from someone who designed it in the first place. If you accidentally prick your finger and a drop of blood falls upon the table, within that single drop of blood is a complex chemical mixture with thousands upon thousands of living cells specially designed for a particular purpose to bring oxygen to your body and take waste products away, to be an immune system to attack foreign invaders and overcome them. And by the way, the finger you just pricked has blood behind it that immediately begins to thicken and clot so you don't bleed out. There must be a cause there must be a designer, given the design that we see all over us. The closer you look, the more obvious it is. The further away you look, the more obvious it is with our planet and its moon and solar system and untold millions of stars in our galaxy, one of billions of them all going about their paths in perfect harmony because God created them. God designed them. And godless science, the men in the white coats, they're smart. They have a lot more education than I do. There are geologists, biologists, paleontologists. There are astronomists and all kinds of other ifs that know a lot more than I do. How do we know that we have the true answers? and they do not. The answer is, we know someone who does. It's not us. It's the Lord God who told us in his word, who shined the first light on our planet in the opening words of Genesis when he called it into existence from nothing. Let there be light. And has shined the light of this truth in our heart of God our Father and Creator. How do we know? Ask someone who is there. That's our Father. Our Father who says the foolishness of God is wiser than men. That's one aha moment. Creation demands a creator. Complexity demands an intricate plan in the mind and heart and actions of God our Father. But the knowledge that one God created all things is not enough. Even though the whole creation is shouting out to anyone who will notice, God saying, I am here, I am here, I am here. It's not enough for us to know the answer of how to be made right with this one true God. We also need to have the light shined upon God the Son, our Redeemer. But where is Jesus here in the first few verses of Genesis chapter 1? In the beginning, God, presumably the Father. We have here also the Spirit of God hovering on the surface of the deep. And although Jesus is not specifically named, he's there. He's there because John writes a mirror passage in his gospel in the first chapter. In the beginning was the Word, capital W, that's Jesus. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. <clears throat> And you know, even in Genesis chapter 1, 
you can point out where Jesus is. He's there. The Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. Then God said. And the rest of the Bible shows us that Jesus is the Word. He's the Word incarnate. And when the Father wants to express His truth, His heart, to His creation, He does so through Jesus, the Word, the Word of God. God speaking is us hearing the person of the Son of God who's been there since eternity. At creation, the physical light illuminated the marvelous works of God. In Christ, we have the light that illuminates the true path to God. John goes on in his first chapter of his gospel. In him was life, and the life was the light of men, and the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. Almost everybody the world over knows the name J-E-S-U-S, Jesus. But for most of them, it's something like this. Unintelligible. They can't really know the person of who the Son of God is unless they're given the background, unless the light of God's word shines into their hearts to reveal Jesus as the Redeemer. Because somebody had to pay the price. It's gross darkness if people imagine that they don't need a Redeemer. Someone in their hearts thinks to themselves, I'm not perfect, of course no one is. I've got pretty trivial faults and sins compared to plenty of people I know. I'm sure God will be okay with me, but he won't. People imagine, yes, I've done some bad things, but I've done many good things too. Surely God will take that into account and I'll be all right. No, you won't that way. People may imagine in the gross darkness of their hearts, I've done nothing so terrible. I'll just try hard to be a better person each day and hope that that'll be enough. No, it won't. Because you only know the real Jesus when you see the black background upon which his name appears in Scripture. And that black background is our sin and rebellion against God. And it's not as though God looks at the world of sinners and sees the terrible, terrible sinners and the medium sinners and those who are just a little bit bad. No, he does not. Instead, the scriptures tell us in Ecclesiastes 12, God will bring every work into judgment, including every secret thing, whether good or bad. And when God looks down upon this world, he doesn't see a graduated level of bad and worse and truly evil sinners. No, he says this in Psalm 53. They have all fallen away. Together they have become corrupt. There is none who does good, not even one. And each person sitting here today would likewise be lost in the blackness of sin, except that God said, let there be light. Not only at the dawn of creation, when the world was first illuminated, but he said, let there be light when he planned and sent the light of the world, his son Jesus Christ, to this world to bear the punishment that we deserve. Isaiah foretold it in the 42nd chapter of his book. 
I will bring the blind by a way they did not know. I will lead them in paths they have not known. I will make darkness light before them and crooked places straight. These things I will do for them and not forsake them. This light of the true identity of a personal savior that's been shined into your hearts, you know the secret. You have the key that it's not just the letters J-E-S-U-S, but one who is willing to take your place, suffer your guilt and pain and punishment to set you free as his free gift. And the fact that you put your full trust in the works of Christ and not your own is evidence that the light has shined in your heart. So we give our praise to God, our Father, Creator. We give honor and glory to the Son, our Redeemer, who willingly paid our price. But the work of the triune God is not yet complete until we see how God shines a light on the work of his Holy Spirit. We could never have imagined, we would never have come to this truth of our own about Jesus, our Redeemer. But Paul spells out where that knowledge comes from in 1 Corinthians 2. Eye has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. But God has revealed them to us through his Spirit. Back in the first verses of the book of Genesis, we have the appearance of the Holy Spirit. It says, the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters, and an image is cast upon our mind's eye of the dove. The dove, in some sense, the same as that which landed on Jesus at his baptism, the person of the Holy Spirit, hovering on the surface of the water, the original word meaning something like vibrating, animating, bringing the vital life force of God to his creation. And that's a picture of the Holy Spirit's work in your heart. Because Paul says in Ephesians chapter 2, as for you, you were dead. You were dead in trespasses and sins. In deep darkness, but the Holy Spirit shined a light. He caused the words of the scripture to be written for our learning, verbally inspired word for word, preserved down through the centuries, so that that powerful word can come and shine upon a dead heart and bring it to life bring it to life and trust in the Savior we would have found in no other way. That's why he's our comforter. He makes us holy before God. He takes us in our wretched darkness, brings light and life, so we're fully sons and daughters of the King. He uses the power of his word that leads us to see. It's not time and chance that resulted in the marvelous creation we see here, but rather God the Father, our creator. He gives us the key to the mystery so we, the light shines in our hearts to see in Jesus not just another good teacher of some kind, but God's own son who paid the price willingly for us and rose again from the dead. It's God the Holy Spirit who shines the light into our hearts to see us now free and pure and blameless only on account of Christ and guides us through this life to life eternal. You have this key. You know the secret. 
so shine it forth far and wide. Plenty of people you know and care about, or just are acquainted with, still only see random lines when it comes to the name of Jesus. But you know, you know who he is. So put into practice Paul's encouraging word from Philippians chapter 2. He wrote, be blameless and innocent, children of God without blemish in the midst of a crooked and twisted generation among whom you shine as lights in the world. And if you pray for opportunities to shine this light to someone else, God's going to answer that prayer. And when someone wants to know, where did I and this whole world come from? Your whole attitude can be, let there be light. I couldn't tell you, but I know someone who was there. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And if someone is troubled by their own sin and wondering, will God receive me? Can I really be right given my past and things I do in the present? Your whole attitude can be, let there be light. I'd like to introduce you to the light of the world. God can't charge you with any wrongs because Jesus already paid. If someone's wondering what's going to happen at the end of all things, let there be light. Ask someone who's coming, the Lord Jesus who's coming quickly, who will invite us to eternal life when our trust is in him. And if someone's scratching their head and saying, how can I know this for certain? How can I be confident that all these things are true? Let there be light. God, the Holy Spirit, imparts the knowledge of what's in God's heart for us, word for word, in his truth from the Bible. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. The light's been switched on in your heart. You have the key. You have the answer to life's greatest puzzles. You were baptized in the name of our Father, Creator, His Son, our Redeemer, the Holy Spirit, our Comforter. Glory in that light. Shine that light. And that light that goes forth from the power of God's Word will shine on ever brighter until the dawn of eternal day. In Jesus' name, amen. <clears throat> and may the peace of God, which passes all our understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus.